Life's too short. Life's too damn short. So, eat everything. Try anything. Exercise. Experience all that life has to offer. Here's exercise physiologist, medical journalist, and healthy talk host, Melanie Cole, MS. You know, this time of year, it's such a great time to see family and friends. And sometimes, you know, you've got to be kissing and hugging and there's a lot of hand shaking and stuff that goes on. And it also happens to be the height of flu season and cold season and stress season. And there's all these things that are floating around the air. And certainly if you're going to be kissing people, you know you can look forward to that cold next week. So we're talking about ways that you can... Greet people, show them you love them without necessarily having to, you know, swap saliva. My guest today is Dr. Georgia Pasitas. She's a pharmacist and a nutraceuticals meets pharmaceuticals integration expert. Welcome to the show, Dr. Pasitas. So as I was saying, everybody's kissing and hugging and it's also flu season and cold season, you know, and, and, and icky things coming out of various places season. What do we do about that? What do you tell people to do about that sort of thing? Yeah, absolutely. We are definitely at the height of kissing season. And thank you so much for having me on the show today, because I think it's important that we all be a little bit more vigilant this time of year, because we are cozying up with our loved ones. We're exchanging hugs. We're exchanging kisses. And we are at the height of the common cold uh, season, flu season, um, still is continuing on, as well as other things um, that you don't commonly think of, like mono. Um, as well as even cold sores, especially if you're giving people kisses on the lips or on the on the side of the cheek near the lips. So these are all kind of things that we just need to be a little bit more vigilant about. And also, a lot of us, our immune systems are suppressed. We're stressed out. We're running around. We're buying gifts. So it's really important that we just kind of be a little bit more vigilant this time of the year. Well, you know, as far as colds and flus, and we'll and we'll get into that and some of the things that we can do to protect ourselves from that. But as far as herpes and those cold sores, you know, if I see one on a grandparent, I won't let them near my kids because that's an unsuspecting kid and you get one of those things and they become, you know, herpes for life and every time you get stressed out. So how do you recognize a herpes cold sore in somebody that you love to keep them from kissing your children? Absolutely. And that's such a great point because I think a big misconception is that you know, little kids don't get cold sores, um, but they absolutely do. And any grandparent or loved one that's kissing them with a cold sore, the chances of them getting it are really highly likely. So it's really important. And I think, you know, it's okay to say, hey, don't kiss the kids if you do see one. And usually in kind of the way that you can identify them is they're usually surrounding the mouth. They're either on the upper lip or the lower lip. And some people actually even get them around their nose. So they might get them like on the bottom of their nose um, or on even on the tip of their nose. So it's really important to just be vigilant as a parent to say, okay, that kind of looks like something like a cold sore. Um, you know, I definitely don't want my kids getting it. So, you know, it's, it's okay to say, you know, can you please not kiss the kids? Can, we can do, you know, we can exchange kind of those air hugs um, and, and do the lovely wave from afar. Uh, but it's so important to not kiss anybody or even share things like utensils. Um, or drinking water bottles, or anything that could possibly contaminate, um, you know, a, a child. Because then that does stay with them for life, and that virus will live within them for life, and will, it'll stay dormant. Some some kids won't actually have an outbreak, but those kids that do, they really do suffer because you get these painful blisters um, that are, you know, even ulcerations around the mouth or the nose. 
Yeah, see, that's the thing. I'm a lot, much less tech, you know, than you might be. I just say, oh, no, you know, don't share your glass <laughs> with them or no, you're not kissing them because it is a lifelong thing. And out of all of these other things we're talking about, that one, as you say, can make them suffer well into their later years because those things can be painful and, and and they look terrible and people look at you like you're a pariah if you had one. So, yeah, I absolutely think we need to all be vigilant about looking at your relatives and friends and see if they've got any of those little sores around their mouth that doctor, you know, is telling us about today because that Yikes. So now flu and cold. Washing our hands is what we always hear Dr. Pasita says about, you know, to ward them off. But kissing, people don't always think about it. Right. And we think, okay, it's okay to give somebody a kiss, um, you know, our our loved ones. Um, But the thing is, what we're really trying to avoid with the common cold and the flu is really exchanging saliva, right? So, you know, if you're really, if somebody's really heavily coughing and their their kind of droplets, as we call them, are are flying all over the place, and you can see them sometimes, you know, you really want to be careful about kissing that person or even, you know, exchanging utensils or drinking um, cups because their saliva is probably on them. And if they had a really deep cough that kind of pulled all that, you know, virus up, you will most likely get that cold that they have. So it's really important to be, you know, careful. You can I always tell everybody to give a little peck on the cheek, you'll probably be okay. But to give one of those, you know, deep-rooted, really saliva kind of kisses, I would probably avoid those. Um, But, you know, giving somebody an air hug or a little kiss on the cheek because you haven't seen them in a while um, will probably be okay. But definitely no kisses um, and, and really try to avoid those, you know, those big, like, you know, Auntie Annie that gives those big saliva kisses. Um, on the cheek, because those are the ones that really will spread the common cold and the flu. And some of those aunties, you know, they're the ones who show up in a mask. And and recently we were flying and there were some people with masks on in the airplane. Do you think that takes it just a little far or is that a good idea? Or, you know, what do you tell your kids when they see people wearing masks? Right. I definitely think the mask thing has, you know, uh, sprouted its head again. Do you remember back in about a decade ago when the bird flu was going on, we had a lot I of do. people coming from Asia coming over with those masks on. So now all of a sudden you start seeing people in the airports with masks again, because pretty much they tell you you're going into a incubator of, you know, uh, infections and diseases and you're literally stuck on these airplanes. So these masks are a good idea for two reasons. I think one, because they, but what people need to realize is they're unidirectional. So the mask, you won't spit things out but it doesn't mean that you don't get things coming in. So people don't realize that if there are other people sick around you and you're wearing a mask, it actually can penetrate that mask. Unless you have ones that are bi-directional flow, which are actually the more expensive ones that you really can't buy at CVS and Walgreens. Those are the ones that you usually have to order online that people use for like sterile facilities when they're making medications. So most of those masks actually are not causing you to be protected They're actually causing others, if you're sick, to be protected. So if you are sick, it's very courteous to wear a mask and not be spreading your germs. But if you're trying to avoid getting it from your neighbor, it's actually probably not working, which is one of the misconceptions about these masks. Wow, what a great point. I'm so glad I asked you about that. I did not know that they were just unidirectional like that and that, the you know, if you don't want to get it as much as giving it, you probably have to order those things online and they're more expensive and really for medical professionals, probably in the infectious disease departments, you know. 
So those those are not as common to come by. Now, what about other things that we might not think of, like cavities? And you mentioned mono. We haven't heard that much about mono lately, and, you know, we used to hear about it. It was called the kissing disease. Right, absolutely. And I think mono, you know, we always think about in, like, our middle school years or high school years, um, but you can definitely get mono at any age. And I think that because it's a virus and there really are not very many treatments, you know, it can definitely be missed. Um, but mono is definitely still around. People are still getting it. Um, but we do see it more, mostly in our high school, you know, teens because they are the ones doing a lot of kissing with a lot of different people. So we do still see it kind of um, heavily populated in the high school population. But again, unfortunately, mono is one of those um, situations that there really aren't very many treatment options. So you're doing things like supportive care you know, staying hydrated, drinking a lot of orange juice, if you can take over-the-counter vitamins like, you know, vitamin D or vitamin C, um, you know, even things like lysine to help boost your immune system, things like that will help. But unfortunately, there's no treatment option. So when you do get motto, most people are just staying home, really definitely stay away from your friends and family, no kisses or air hugs, because it's very, very contagious. Um, it's, called, it's caused by a virus called Epstein-Barr virus. And it's very contagious, um, and it's actually a lot more common than people think. I just think that people think that they have the flu or the cold, so they just stay home um, but don't realize that they actually have mono. But unfortunately, there really are no, not very many treatment options, very similar to the cold, where you're probably just taking some Motrin or Tylenol to put your fever down and your aches and pains, and then you're really just supportive care. The great thing with cold sores is that cold sores do have treatment options. They have OTC treatment options that really helps with that temporary relief of that itching and that pain and the blistering. So Abio cold sore treatment gel is one of the options that I even use myself when I get cold sores um, because it's really great to kind of relieve that initial itching and uh, kind of burning sensation that you get. If you use it early on when you first get the tingling, you automatically um, won't get a cold sore, which is great. So it's kind of, you know, the season where there's really a lot of supportive options and some OTC options as well. Okay, so colds and flu. Obviously, this time of year, you know, we're getting flu shots, so that should help anyway. But I'm not, I mean, you still can get the flu, even if you get, you know, the vaccine. And colds are just absolutely rampant everywhere from the grocery store and the handles. I mean, I'm one of those people, Dr. Pasitas, that does, you know, use the the wipes on the handles at the grocery store because it's, you know... You think of how many people have put their hands on that stuff. So what do you want us to do at this time of year? And not only kissing, but, you know, besides using sanitizers or hand washing, should we run around with a little sanitizer spray everywhere we go, or is that too much? <laughs> you know, it's funny. is I see a lot more people running around with those wipes um, at the supermarket. And now, actually, most supermarkets will be courteous enough and actually have a little stack outside so you can actually wipe your carriage down. And I honestly, I'm one of those people and, you know, maybe it's because of my profession, but I think it's absolutely a great idea to carry sanitizing wipes around with you, especially at the supermarket, wipe your handles of your carriages because people are sitting in the supermarket for 30, 40 minutes and they're just coughing and sneezing all over those handles. So definitely wipe those down. If the supermarket doesn't have them, it's not a bad idea to have a pack in your bag. And before and after you come and do anything, touch any handles, whether it's at the gas station or at the supermarket, definitely wash your hands like thoroughly under warm water and really wash your hands for a good 30 to 60 seconds. I know it sounds like a long time, but dribbling the water and, you know, putting your fingertips underneath it is not enough to really kind of rid yourself of those bacteria and those viruses. So it's really important to do the full scrub, keep your hands really, really clean, 
especially when you have the cold or you have a cold sore, it's so important that you keep your hands very, very clean. So now, you know, you are a pharmacist, but you're also nutraceuticals and and an integration expert. Are there some supplements that you recommend to your patients and to your customers at this time of the year to kind of help boost our immune system so maybe we can naturally fight some of these off? Does vitamin C work really if we, you know, those 500 milligram, they're like candy. So, you know, you got to keep them away from your kids because they could eat 20 of those things pretty easily. Mm-hmm. But do... Is there things we should be eating, taking right now? Yes, absolutely. I think right now the best time of the year to really get your vitamin C boosted. So as much vitamin C as you can intake is a great idea. And they have a lot of OTC options, things like, you know, you can put them in your water if you don't want to chew the tablet. There's also gummies, um, which are easier to take. Um, But then there's just your regular kind of OTC, you know, over-the-counter tablets that you can take. Vitamin C and vitamin D, because they kind of balance each other. You need one to absorb the other. So it's really important to take a lot of vitamin C this time of year, vitamin D in order to help the absorption, especially because we're not getting a lot of sun this time of the year, too. So vitamin D is really vital because we're not sitting out in the sun, kind of pulling it in from the the natural sunlight. So vitamin C, vitamin D, this um, amino acid called lysine is really great, especially for people who do get recurrent cold sores as well as recurrent colds. It really helps kind of uh, long-term, if you want to consistently be taking it throughout the wintertime, to help the recurrence of cold sores and colds actually go down. It's, a, it's just a tiny little tablet that you can grab um, from any, you know, CVS, Walgreens, or Rite Aid. It's called Lysine, and that's something that will really help you with the kind of recurrence. If you're one of those people in the winter that you notice that you're getting a lot of colds, you're getting a lot of cold sores, Lysine's a great um, over-the-counter option to help kind of decrease that recurrence. So anything really that contains vitamin C, vitamin D, um, lysine, honestly, any multivitamin has usually all of those items. Um, so a good multivitamin during the winter time, and really I suggest everybody take a multivitamin all the time. Anybody over the age of 30 and also young children and teenagers should be taking a multivitamin. And there's chewable, there's chocolate options now. So there are definitely a lot of over-the-counter options. And if you do get really, really sick and you don't seem to be able to fight it off in that like 7 to 14 day period of time, you definitely should go see your doctor for prescription treatment options because you might have something else and you don't realize it. So wrap it up for us with your best advice about the, the steps that we can take, the strategies that we can employ to run away from the people with the cold sores, to not be kissing everybody, especially the aunt that comes in with the Kleenex pushed up next to her nose, you know, sniffling, and then she wants to kiss the kids. And, you know, just what we can say to people or different ways that we can go about trying not to get sick this this holiday season. Yeah, that's always the, the best advice, right, is I always tell people to watch out for a couple of telltale signs, right, so you know people are sick because nobody wants to come to a party and be like, oh, I'm the sick one. So they don't really tell you. So it's always watch out for people underneath their nose. If you see that they're kind of get that redness, means they've been blowing their nose a lot. See if their lips are really, really chapped or if they really do have a sign of a cold sore. Um, You know, that's a little bit easier to spot. But really kind of look for the telltale signs of a cold. They're constantly sneezing. They're coughing. Their lips look really chapped and dried. Um, You know, they have a a really runny nose, uh, cold sores. And really, honestly, I think everybody in this day and age is comfortable with saying, please do not hug me or kiss me. Do a little air hug, you know, blow a little kiss from far away and just say, you know, I'm really busy at work or the kids really have a lot going on. You know, please don't kiss them. We cannot have them getting sick. And I think everybody usually understands that. But I think the most important time of this year is to really know that there are a lot of, you know, OTC treatment options. 
And if you don't get better right away with those options, you know, there are, uh, you know, prescription options and you should go see a physician if you're not getting better after two weeks, because it could be something else. It could be bacterial where then there'll be antibiotic options. But most of the time of the year, these are viruses. So you will get better. It just takes a little bit of time. But there are treatment options like Avio cold sore treatment gel, OTC options like vitamin C, vitamin D, um, lysine, um, monolarin. There's a lot of other options. And you can actually go to any pharmacy and the pharmacist there could always help you and pick, you know, the right, uh, you know, vitamin for you. So, Dr. Pasitas, how can people get in touch with you or read more about you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have a Twitter account that I'm really active and I'm sharing a lot of winter tips on how to avoid this kissing season. So follow me on Twitter at Pesetis, Rx, or even go onto my website. And you can also, for more information on the prevalence and of common colds and cold sores, you can go onto the World Health Organization, the CDC. They have a lot of great information. If you need any additional information on any of the products that I discussed, you could go on to cvs.com or abio.com, and they'll have all the information there for you. Thank you so much for being with us today. What great information at this season and really all year round, because it's definitely something that we all need to learn and to keep ourselves healthy. And the supplement information was really, really great. If you like this information, share it with your friends. Remember, you can rate and review on iTunes. You can listen to us on iHeart and TuneIn and Stitcher. We're all over the place. Of course, we prefer you listen to us at RadioMD.com because that's where we have these experts. And they are really trusted experts to get great information. And that's what we're doing here at Radio MD. So thanks for listening. Share these shows with your friends. Happy holidays and stay well.